BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hi, everybody, and welcome to BeastNet. You get a very special episode this week. You've got Brother Don or That Don or whatever you want to call hosting, and uh, we're going to talk with Pretty Mike about his adventures in Portland and Hawaii last two weeks, and uh, just kind of yeah. touch base. Everybody, everybody was asking for somebody to get out there and interview Mike. I know that we did it previously with the, the Beast Report and a little bit with the, uh, the tunnel and the other stuff, but now we're going to go all in, or as they say, we'll go balls deep. Um, so balls Mike, deep. tell us... Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, and let's talk about Hawaii. All right. Well, most of you know me. I'm pretty Mike. I've uh, been, you know, the host of the, the podcast for almost two years now. Um, I'm a bigger guy, obviously. Um, I'm working on losing weight, doing what I can. Uh, all the food I ate in Hawaii didn't help. But, you know, just, yeah, I'm me. It's hard to, like, really... I feel like you all know me, everyone that's listened to the episodes. I talk about myself a lot. So I feel like most of you, if you listen, should know who I am. But, yeah. So a little bit more background about you. I know we talked about a little bit on the the Coming Out Party uh, podcast. But uh, let's talk about your inspiration to to start a podcast. And, uh, and man, to be 116 episodes in, I think it is. And uh, and what got you to do that? Um, what got to me do it really was, uh, some of you may know, may not know, I have another podcast that I do with uh, a good friend of mine named Matt Gingrich. Um, it's under the name Brandon Valentine. That is my, my, my stage name, my, my other personality per se, um, that I've been doing for almost three years. Uh, I think we're 200 and something episodes in. Um, and that was, that was kind of my inspiration to start doing podcasts and radio. Um, I also have been on a radio show for NWCZ Radio for about four years now. Um, in fact, in the next couple of weeks, I will be starting my own radio show on NWCZ Radio called Love and Hate Radio with uh, my son, Benton. So uh, that's kind of where I got the start. So I've been kind of in radio, podcasting, stuff like that for a while. It was something me, Adam, and a few other people talked about was, you know, starting one for Beast and for the OCR community and something that we could talk about OCRs and stuff like that and try and bring members in and help people with health issues and motivation and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a concept that we came up with. Originally, Beast now, like I've said before, was supposed to be a network of multiple, multiple, like, shows, but it just never really completely took. It was just really me doing it. And I've been, you know, like the sole person doing it for a long time. And that's, it gets to wear on you after a while trying to do, make sure, I mean, like I've said, we've never missed a Monday since November, I think November 2nd of 2017, I think was the first episode. And that was on Monday and we've never missed a Monday since. There's always been a brand new episode of you know, BeastNet every Monday, sometimes some in the middle of the week, other stuff like that. We've been trying to do Thursdays now too. So, but every Monday for almost two years now. And that's been, it's very important to me to be consistent. Um, That's how you get listeners. That's how you get people to start. 
you know, really trusting you and waiting. People are waiting Monday. If there's not an episode Monday, I can guarantee you if all of a sudden one Monday, I don't put it, there's not an episode out there Monday morning when everyone goes to go to work, I will get phone calls. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I've, we've got an upcoming guest, and I was listening to a, a podcast that he was on, and one of the things I was trying to figure out was what their actual release cycle was because, you know, they release, it looks like, twice a month, and it's kind of at random. It's never, you know, it's not the 1st and 15th or 5th and 20th. They just kind of bounce around. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to think that they get the most uh, consistent listeners. But, you know, I've also been told there's there's other ones that do it once a month. So, uh so, real quick, you were talking about Internet Radio, Northwest's uh, NWCZ Radio. How do people find that? Yeah, Northwest uh, Convergence. I always just, yeah, I just turn on the radio and, and you know, it plays some crazy music because all the radio stations play the same music now. How do you, how do you get the, the Convergence? NWCZ Radio is, uh, you have to actually, it's on the Internet. It's nwczradio.com. And you go there, and there's two channels. Um, yeah, and it just plays like a normal radio station. Um, like I said, I'm working on hopefully either the first or second week in September, my new radio show, Love and Hate Radio, will go live. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a great radio station. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, you can listen to it at work, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a cool thing to do. Okay, well, you know, reason I ask is just because I haven't uh, partaken in it, and honestly, until you uh, got me into podcasts, I didn't really even pay attention to those. So, you know, now I'm I'm hosting and uh, talking to you on a podcast, and maybe I'll uh, pay attention to internet radio. So, uh, two weeks ago, you went out and and you raced, uh, I guess that was the Spartan Sprint down in Washougal, the the big beast party. Uh, How did that go? It went good. Um, I raced with some really good friends of mine, uh, Jody, uh, Trista, and a few others. They were with us the whole time. Um, and Benton, of course, my son. And we picked up someone, Cleo, I think was her name, some random person that we picked up along the way, which is typical for us. Um, but it, it was fun. It was a good race. I mean, Washougal is kind of a coming home for the beast in a lot of ways. Um, when we first started racing, it was called the Pacific Northwest Sprint. And then when Seattle got its own races, they started calling it the Portland race, um, the Portland Sprint. It's it's a good one. Uh, the very first time I ever was introduced to Spartan was at Washougal. I didn't race it, but I did go volunteer. And that's where I got my, my first volunteer code so I could do Montana. Um, I couldn't race because I had a 17 or 13, I don't know, 13 stitches, I think, in my right hand. So I couldn't use my hand. But it's a great course. I love it. I mean, it's it's usually warm. This year was a little bit colder than normal. But, you know, it's a good course. And, and I loved racing it, and I loved racing it with my, my race family. So, yeah. yeah. One thing I was noticing with that being a single race weekend, it kind of keeps you from, from overdoing yourself. I know we've talked to a couple of people in the past that uh, – they used to do the two di- two race weekends where they do the sprint super and whatever, and uh, a lot of them yeah. are dialing it back a notch. Uh, and uh, other people like you, I guess, are dialing it up a notch because uh, down in Washougal, <laughs> you raced with you raced with Jody, and you you did the one day race there. And uh, yep, well, heck, it was what six days later. I see pictures of of you and Jody out on the race course on an island in the middle of Pacific. 
Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so Saturday we raced, you know, Portland Sprint, and then the very next Saturday we did the uh, the Beast in Hawaii. So, and that was me, Jody, Nick, and uh, Sarah Kay, I believe was her name. It was the first time I'd met Sarah. She's really cool. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a brutal course. Uh, Hawaii was brutal. Um, probably, what's that? I was going to say, uh, before you get too much into the course, let's talk about Hawaii and uh, and what it means to you because uh, that, that course has uh, been the bane of your existence, as I understand it now, going on three or four years. So what's, what's the background yeah. of you in Hawaii? Um, this is my fourth attempt at Hawaii. Um, in 2016, I broke my foot, like shattered my left foot in June of 2016 and the doctor basically said I was going to be in a, a, a wouldn't be able to put weight on it a walk for eight weeks after the injury. Um, and Hawaii weekend was literally the eighth week after my injury. Um, the week before I left for Hawaii, I didn't know if I was racing. Um, I asked my doctor, said, hey, can I do this? My doctor looked at me, basically says, you're an idiot, but yes. He says, you can do it as long as you don't land on that foot. Yeah, I think anytime you come in there, your doctor probably looks at you and says, you're an idiot because you're telling him what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You need to learn to, need yeah, to, learn to lie to your doctor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to make sure if I was going into this that I wasn't going to permanently injure myself. You know, my doctor told me flat out, he's like, as long as you don't land on that foot, and you leave the boot on the entire time, you're fine. Um, so I went for it, and I ended up uh, DNFing on the beast, the only DNF I've ever had in my life. Um, we were hit the half, or it was probably a little past the halfway point. Um, we had to, we got to the log carry, and it was up a hill, grass hill, and back down, and it had been raining. And when we got there, they basically said, you have a minute and a half to get through this obstacle and get on the other side to, you know, this one marker before the, you, you missed the cutoff. Well, I kept trying to run up this hill and wearing the boot. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a walking boot, but walking boots have no traction at all. So while I was trying to run up and down this hill, I just kept slipping and falling, just falling. Um, I couldn't make it. I just could not get up the hill. Every time I put w weight on that foot, I just fall on my face. And my partner was with me, Stevie, who's great, and I can't wait till she starts racing again. She was my race wife. Um, she she ran it, did hers, came back, grabbed my log, and tried to help me. Um, but by the time we finished, they're like, "Yeah, you missed it. You missed the cutoff by 30 seconds. You're done." Uh, I got very angry. Surprised they, what's that? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't let, I'm surprised they didn't let 30 seconds go, but I guess their time hacks are pretty it, black it and white, depending on. A lot of times they are, and actually it was Norm, who is no longer uh, part of Spartan. He was one of the originals. He looked right at me and Stevie and basically told us, he's like, if you had showed up and it was just the two of you standing here, I would turn my head and let you walk away. But there were seven people that showed up at the same time we did. And the other people were destroyed. I mean, they were worse off than me, and I had a broken foot. So, uh, that and that's basically that what he said. Hurts. Yeah. 
And that's what he said. He's like, if it was just the two of you, I would have let you go. And from what I've heard from most people that did finish it, they're like, what we had ahead of us, we would have been, in, we, we, they're not sure we would have been able to get through it, you know, with my foot the way it was. Um, but yeah, Norm was like, yeah, you can't. With that many people there, he would have had to let everyone go. And I mean, they were destroyed. Um, a couple more ultra runners. There was one guy that we had helped for a while and really is what killed us on our time. We stopped to help this guy that broke his arm while I was up on the hill. So, in the, the horrible, horrible hill. So, um, that was so really that was 2016, right? You, you broke yeah. your foot, you did yeah. it anyways. And did you end up I went for it anyway. the other two races? I did. Um, I, I was, I'll be honest. Once it happened, I was done. They took me back down the hill um, to the, you know, to the festival and everyone was there and I could hear that, you know, the chink of the metals, you know, when people walk around with them, that's all I could hear. And I wanted to cry. And I literally just like called Amber, said, come get me. We're done. And I walked down the hill to the beach. that was about a quarter mile away, stripped down to my, my underwear and jumped in the water. Um, and I was done. I was done for the weekend. I did not want anything else to do with Spartan. I was upset. I was destroyed. Um, and I talked to Brandon, Brandon Chin, um, and told him, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. I'm done for the weekend. And Brandon looks right at me and says, well, if you're done, I'm done. And I'm like, what? Like, if you're not racing tomorrow, I'm not racing tomorrow. So have that on your conscience. And I looked at him and said, you're a dick. I hate you. I will see you in the morning. So, <laughs> so I okay, did do the super. Brandon. Um, oh, yeah. So I got up in the morning. I did the super. Um, it, was, it was tough. It, it was really tough. The, the day before, trying to go around on that boot, I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to do that much mileage on a boot in the, in the woods. It is not advisable. I would not tell anyone else to try it. Um, it was rough. Uh, we got to a certain point where I, we could hear the announcer and the announcer said the final sprint heat's going in 30 minutes. And at that point I looked at everyone around me and said, you know, as well as I do, I'm not finishing this in 30 minutes. So if any of you want to do that sprint, you better leave me and go. And every single one of them said, we're not leaving you. And I looked at him and said, yes, you are. I will finish this race. Just go and get the sprint. Um, and finally, after a lot of like coaxing, they left me and they went and, you know, so they could catch, get back done and do the sprint. So it was interesting. It was, it was tough. Um, but I, I did finish kinda, the super. I was going to say that does kind of reinforce the, the beast OCR mentality there that uh, we never leave a man behind, uh, you know, kind of like the military or whatnot. Uh, they really just would not leave you. Um, no. Without they want your, it. without your coaxing. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things though. It's, uh, I mean, I know you haven't done a hurricane heat yet, but one of the things they teach you in the hurricane heat is the warrior ethos. And the very first thing that it says, I will always place the mission first. And that is the hardest part. Because yes, on that one, they didn't want to leave me. Cause the last one is I will never leave a fallen comrade. But at the same time, you still have to put the mission first. And that's what was trying to convince them of, hey, mission first is finishing and you get in the sprint. I will finish this without you. Just go. And once I finally convinced them of that, they left me. But it was tough to get to convince them to do it. So, But I did finish the super. Um, 
it was it was interesting, but I finished it. Oh, so, that's important. And that was you got, you got your medal. Yep. So real quick, let's take a, a quick a quick thirty second timeout here for our sponsor, and uh, then okay. we'll catch right back up. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And now we're back from our sponsor, and uh, we're just talking with Pretty Mike, uh, finished up with his 2016 Spartan Hawaii um, experience. So what happened in uh, 2017 when you did Spartan Hawaii? Because, again, you know, Spartan Hawaii is uh, the bane of Mike bane of Mike's existence. It cannot seem to, to get that one done. So what happened uh, in 2017? 2017, um, I went there, me, it was me and Jody again. Um, a lot of people don't know this about 2017 and how tough 2017 really was for me. Um, I had literally, I quit smoking the weekend before we left for Hawaii. So, I mean, kind of imagine that I just quit smoking. I was on medication that made it so my body didn't deal with heat very well. And of course I just quit smoking and I'm going to Hawaii. So keep that in mind. Um, when I started the beast, I was not feeling well at all. Uh, I was feeling very sick, uh, but I did it anyway, because that's what I do. Um, couple miles into it. Um, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. Um, I had what, Pretty much most runners will tell you if you've never crapped your pants on a race, you're not a real runner. I'm a real runner. So I know probably no one wanted to hear that, but that's, that gives you an idea of how sick I really was. Um, so really doing that race, there was two problems I was having. I was overheating the entire time. I could not, I could not get my body temperature to drop no matter what I did. Like every water station we went to, I was dumping water on me. Anytime we came to a water obstacle, I was completely immersing my body in it, trying to drop my body temperature. So it, it was a very tough race for me. I pushed, I pushed. Um, we ended up right towards the end. Um, we got to a point where it got dark and we needed uh, headlamps. Uh, amazingly enough, I had my headlamp when we were at the condo. I had taken it, checked it, made sure it worked, threw it into my bag right before we left. Well, somehow when I threw it in my bag, the two bags were sitting next to each other. I threw it in the wrong bag. So we didn't have it. We had to find someone who did have one so that we could finish the race, but we finished. Um, it was one of the toughest beasts up to that point that I had ever done. Um, just because I was so sick and I felt so destroyed physically by the time we finished. Um, but I did it. So, and it was, oh, I think it was almost 12 and a half hours. It, it was brutal. I was destroyed. Um, the next morning I got up, I did this, did the super, um, finished the super with just enough time that I could have grabbed my sprint pack and ran back out and gone and done the sprint. By that point, my feet, I could barely walk. 
I mean, to put it in perspective, I came up to during the super right towards the end, came up to the sandbag carry, and the volunteer looked at the way I was walking, looked right at me and said, do me a huge favor and please walk right past me because that looks painful. So that's how... Amazing when somebody else can... Yeah. That's how destroyed my feet were at that point. And it's just like I finished and I'm like, could I muscle through it? I think I could have. I honestly really think I could have muscled through it and done it. But here was my problem. The next Saturday, in 17, Washougal and Hawaii were swapped. Where this year it was Washougal was the year before or the weekend before. That year, Washougal was the weekend after. So I had a decision to make. I could either finish the sprint and hope that my feet would be okay to run the sprint with my son in a week or bag the sprint and just say, okay, I'm going to bag the sprint so that I can make sure my feet are okay so I can run the sprint with my kid. And I chose to bag the sprint so that I could make sure that I could run the next weekend with my kid. So that was no, 17 uh, and why I didn't very, finish. That's a very wise decision. That way you can uh, keep your son active and involved in the races and, and not yeah. get home from Hawaii and be like, ha I got my medal and we can't go walking. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's one of those things too, partly, and, and this is the, the part that, you know, I didn't mention from 16. I skipped Washougal in 16 because of my broken foot. Benton ran Washougal, his very first Spartan, without me because my foot was broke. So it meant that much more to me to be able to run that sprint with Benton in, in 17 because I didn't get to in 16. So I got to run his second Spartan with him, not his first. So yeah. that's why it was so important that I, I, I was there. So, so that was 17. Um, 18, as most people know, um, there was no Spartan races in Hawaii. Um, if you go back and listen, there's a, there's a fun episode that's kind of hard to listen to because it's a little bit windy and we recorded it on the lanai of our condo during the hurricane. But yeah, so 18, I didn't get a race at all because, well, they didn't race. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a real tough call, I'm thinking, for Spartan because had that uh, hurricane really made landfall, made a mess of it and people got hurt, they'd have been real upside down. <clears throat> And because it didn't really make landfall and the, the biggest wave was the one that uh, hit your wife that CNN used for all their headlines, <laughs> you know, it was a, a whopping yep. two-foot-tall wave, which, honestly, I think you can go out and surf figure waves than what were crashing during the yeah. uh, hurricane from what I saw. But, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was But it was one of those things to... from, from what I understand from talking to Spartan and a, a few other people, you know, and people, because, I mean, I've been around them so long, I've got to know quite a few of them. It wasn't Spartan's call. It was Kualoa Ranch. And the ranch said if there is a hurricane warning, they shut down the ranch. So it wasn't, yeah, Spartan had no, because they were trying to set something up like a, an impromptu, like, special hurricane heat type thing or, or something, you know, for us to do on Saturday for all of us that were already there. 
You know, that would have been fun. But they uh, couldn't. A hurricane heat in a hurricane. No. Well, you know, if you go read that, that's where hurricane heat started, right? That's why it's called the yeah. hurricane heat. Because yeah. there was a race in, I think it was Florida, that was canceled because of a hurricane. So they just, everyone got together and had a crazy workout, and that was the birth of the hurricane heat. One of these days, I'll get around to reading Joe's book. I've got a copy of it, and I'm betting that's where it goes into Which some one? of those little details. I've got all three of them. Go walk to the other room. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, so 18 I missed because of a hurricane. So that was, but I'll tell you, that was probably the best hurricane. vacation I had in Hawaii. It's probably the best vacation I ever had in Hawaii because most of the real touristy crap was closed, but all the locals were still open. So you still had the local flavor and all that stuff. And you had so many people that like chose not to go on vacation. So there wasn't that many people. It was awesome. It was a great vacation. I mean, I didn't get a race, but it was a great vacation. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Lost my uh, screen there for a second. So, uh, I think where'd you go? Yeah, no, you know, it's a disappearing act, little things in life. But, uh, mm-hmm. so, next up, 2019. 2019. So, what happened in 2019? Yeah. 2019 was, uh, it was it was a tough go. I'll be honest. I mean, everyone knows that I've been I've been battling my weight issue. A lot of that is, you know, I don't know the nice way to say this. this is my own personal dipshit mistakes. Um, so I mean, I did have the injury that did start me down the path of the weight gain, but a lot of bad decisions I made along the way have made it worse. So. That kind of starts the the whole idea of this weekend, you know. I mean, I'm not in the best shape that I should have been. Um, But, of course, we know me. I don't know when to say no and stop, so I do it anyway. Um, Going into the weekend, uh, we'd been there a week. We we got there Monday. So we'd been there, you know, a week before we raced almost, you know, whatever, five days. And one thing I didn't realize – is anybody who knows me knows that if I have a chance to take my shoes off and roam around, I will. I will be barefoot every chance I get. So, of course, the second we landed in Hawaii, I took my shoes off, threw them in a corner, and hadn't worn shoes for five days. So, didn't really notice. My feet had swelled. And by swelled, I mean had swelled. Um, and, of course, not wearing shoes, not putting them on. Didn't really notice it. Saturday morning, I get there. I go to put my shoes on. You know, I've got my, I put my socks on and everything else. Didn't really pay attention. Went to put my shoes on. They really don't want to go on my feet. And for anybody that knows too, I have two different sizes of shoes for weekends like this. So one shoe that's a little bit smaller, like a half a size smaller, and then one shoe that's, you know, a little bit bigger for the second day because my feet will swell obviously from racing they'll swell a little bit um so my shoes usually fit but they're a little tight well yeah my my feet did not want to go into these shoes uh i had to force them into the shoes um nick explained it best 
he said it looked like a hot dog busting out of uh busting out of the casing that once my feet got in there um you could see my probably a, a quarter and a quarter inch on each side of the tongue my feet they were bust, busted out that far and these are innovate talons so anybody that has talons knows that that's not normal um so we didn't get we didn't get 100 yards before i was having problems with my socks bunching up because my feet were so swollen and the shoes didn't fit um so within 100 yards i had to stop and take my socks off so if anybody's ever ran a race in racing shoes that are too small and with no socks it doesn't end well let me put it that way um does not end well at all so we got into the race i feel like you know me jody and nick you know we were talking afterwards we had a really good pace going we were doing good we had a good pace we were looking like it wasn't going to be another you know 10 11 hour freaking race we're doing good you get to about the about four mile four or five mile mark you start going into uh what we called the death march um it's been there every year but i don't remember it being as bad as it was this year um if you look online and look for hawaii you'll see pictures of people standing single file not moving on this single track trail up into the mountains and this trail went for three or four miles um and it took us over two hours to get through this because we just weren't it moving must be a hell of a hell. we would just it was and it was just you couldn't move you're just standing there in a single file line it's hot it's humid by the time we finished i mean every ounce of energy you've had is drained out of you um and that's where we started having problems was after that we got through that i was overheating uh jody was having issues with heat um i know i went through both days um i have a two liter camelback bladder um i filled it four times both days and anyone That's who knows me water. normally yeah and it was empty at the end of both days i was like sucking it dry as we were finishing the race um it, it was a lot of water and every water station we hit it was grab a cup of water take a drink dump the rest over my head take a drink and I would do that with four or five. I mean, I was drenched the whole race trying to trying to cool off. Nick even pointed out at one point, he's like, we haven't had a water station in an hour and a half, and there's water dripping off you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the sweat that's pouring off of my body right now. So the heat was, a, was brutal. It was hotter and more just... I don't know what the word is, but just hotter and more intense than the first couple of years. Um, but we pushed, pushed through and we just kept going. Um, we got through that bad part. And then uh, after that, we started hitting some other, you know, downhill, a lot of downhills and uphills. There's a lot of up and downhill, a lot of elevation. Um, we hit probably about the 11 mile mark. And I started cramping, which is something that's never happened to me. I've never really cramped in a race, but my whole left leg started my my quad and started working its way down my leg. Um, started cramping uh, my feet. I could tell 
I could feel the uh, the the blisters forming on the backs of my heels um, and on the bottoms of my feet, but I just kind of kept going um, and just kept moving. Um, I will say this: I hit the spear throw in the pitch black with a headlamp, so I, I did drilled that thing. Even the medics that were sitting there were like, "That was pretty impressive." So I'm happy with myself on that. Um, and it was just pure pushing. Um, if it wasn't for Nick, I don't think I could have done it. Nick was right there with me the whole time, never left me, um, and just kept pushing me. And he's like, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. And and just kept me moving. Um, we finished at 11 hours and 59 minutes and 50 seconds. I think it's what it was, but I've had a long day of racing. It does. It does. Um, it does. And then pretty much went home or to the condo, got to the condo, maybe got three hours of sleep because it was so late that we finished. By the time we got back to the condo, it was almost midnight, you know, because we had to drop Nick off um, and all of that. Luckily, Justin, Justin Wiley was there. He got, took us back um, so we didn't have to wait for the girls to get there. But he dropped us off. I mean, like I said, got up in the morning, went back out, you know, for the super after about three hours of sleep. Um, got up in the morning. Amber's had to spend uh, probably a good 45 minutes, maybe an hour, um, trying to tend to the cuts and bruises and the the blisters on my feet just so I could try and get my feet in the shoes. Um I ended up having my race shoes weren't an option. I had to wear my uh, my everyday shoes, my Skechers, because um, those were the only shoes that I could get my feet inside of. So yeah, the, got the, there. Ni- the nylon design of those Innovates is very tight and, and unforgiving. So I could definitely yeah, see they where don't. when you're swollen, there's no way to, to squeeze that sausage yeah. into the sack. No, and there wasn't. So, I mean, there was nothing I could, it was pretty much, it was, you know, Amber's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm putting on my Skechers. Good thing these are on $40 shoes. <laughs> so, I uh, put on my Skechers and went for it. Uh, it was surprising the Skechers did pretty good, actually. But um, we got there. Nick pushed me through the Super. It was brutal. It was so brutal. I mean, it was so hot. Um, the hardest part about the, the super was there was like all the shade parts that you had on the beast, which there weren't a whole lot of, were all on the beast course. There wasn't really shade on the super. So you were in the sun, the, the sun almost the whole time. So I pushed myself to the super. Um, as soon as we finished the super, Nick, you know, Nick again, my Nick is my hero this weekend, by the way. So. Uh, we should be doing a, a podcast with him soon. So, uh, but he was my hero. He pretty much we finished. I, I pretty sure at least I think what he said was at least seventeen times. Told him I don't want to do this. I am done. I am done. I can't do this. And he just kept saying, "Cool, come on, let's go get our packet and let's do this." And like just kept ignoring it. And just like let's go do this. Let's get. We got to do this to get ready for the sprint. And we he pushed me through the super with. He had time hacks that he kept putting in his head that we had to be done because we wanted to be done with the super because the last sprint wave left at three. So we figured we had to be done with the super by 2.30 so that we had enough time to get our packet and all that stuff 
so that we could be out by three because they wouldn't let you get your packet beforehand. You had to get it like in between. Amazingly, kinda, we pushed through the super. Huh? I was just going to say, I was kind of curious how that works with the packets on a trifecta weekend because you said that a few times yeah. where you had to wait. Yeah. And then that's what it was is we got, they said, oh, don't worry about it. There won't be any lines. Yeah, right. We got done about 1.30. Um, so we were about an hour ahead of our schedule. Nick was, like I said, great about pushing me along. And we went to go get our packet. Of course, there was a line. It took us probably half an hour. Um, we got our packet and everything else. And then me, Nick, and Justin Wiley, he joined us for the sprint. And we took off about 2.30 and went for it. And it was, by this time, I could tell I had had a, a blister on my left big toe that had burst and was that my whole big toe was raw at this point. And just every time I had to go downhill and you have that like slide, a little bit of slide, I wanted to, to scream and cry. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the pictures of my heels. Uh, there's probably about two or probably about a quarter inch got into each one of my heels, like where it just wore down. But I just, Nick just kept me going and we ended up finishing the sprint. So it was, it was a rough weekend. It, it was, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'll be honest. It's a beautiful course though. I mean, honestly, if you ever get a chance to go out to the Kuloa Ranch, go, it's, it's a gorgeous course. Um, they still have some of the props from the movies that are filmed there. There was a Velociraptor in a cage, uh, King Kong skull from Skull Island. Uh, there was a, a cabin from something, I don't know, but yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. So if you ever get a chance to do the races, do them. So we're right now we're, we're trying to decide if we're doing them again next year or if I'm, I'm done with this with Hawaii. So I might be done with the, the two race weekends. I might agree with everyone else on this, that it's just, it's too much on the body. Um, so. you, you see a lot of the people that are doing the two race weekends, uh, they're a little more performance fitness type people. And even some of them now are saying yeah. the two race weekends are too much. Uh, I was trying to think we we're listening. I was listening to the podcast the other day that you recorded. And, uh, and one of the people on there said that two race weekends is just too much now. Um, yeah, they're, they've been racing hardcore for three or four years, and, and their bodies are telling them to slow down. Was that Lorenzo? I think it might have been Lorenzo. Yeah, probably Which was. that's one thing we've listened to so many episodes. That's one thing we didn't mention about, the, about Hawaii or about Portland is all the people that podiumed. Lorenzo, Claire Painter, who we just had on the, the, you know, the podcast not too long ago, who runs OMAC Stampede, Jenna, um, I know I'm missing a whole bunch because there was like eight or nine of them. So I wanted to yeah. tell the beast amazing job on that. Um, I saw Lorenzo because I saw him right after and I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, and I think uh, Sarah Knight was second in elite. So, but yeah, I so, so that was right. awesome. The, the other thing that was really cool about uh, Hawaii that I didn't mention was uh, Ohana Ohana, Spartan Ohana, Hawaii Ohana, I always say it wrong, whatever, is amazing. That team that Richard Park III went over there, we got biggest team both days, 
all three races for uh, Hawaii Spartan Ohana, and it, it was awesome. The team, him, Darren Tanaka, uh, Joe, JoJo, um, everybody, everybody that ran with them, everybody over there was amazing. Um, I felt just welcomed into the community. They had a the Friday, the Thursday before they had a big get together with dinner and everything else. So we all got to meet each other and talk and you know get a picture with the whole group. Um, I got to meet one of my friends from here who's a safety professional, you know, with me here in Seattle named Julie, uh, Julia, who was in Hawaii on an internship, and I got to see her again over there. So that was cool. I mean, it was it's a great community over there. Uh, Richard Park has done a great job. So if you ever, if you're ever going to Hawaii, look up the Hawaii Spartan Ohana. They do uh, probably every other week. They have you know group workouts, you know all that kind of stuff. And I mean they're a great group and they're an awesome bunch of people. So. And uh, the thing that uh, I think happened last year during uh, during Hurricane Lane, didn't you guys go do a workout with them? Or you talked about doing a workout uh, with them during the hurricane since there was nothing going I didn't, on. I didn't, but a bunch of the other beasts did. Um, Amy, Amy Yates did, and a few others went over and did the workout with them. I was not um, – I did not go over and do the workout because by that point, once they said there was going to be no races, somebody found, a, you know, uh, every bar he could in Waikiki. Not going to mention names. It was me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so – but Amy met him, and then we ended up – Spartan had a Spartan, like, bar night, and I met Richard there. So, And then Darren Tanaka, who is Richard's best friend and a big part of the group, too, he came over to Seattle and ran the Seattle race uh, and as part of Beast. So that was cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to say – I thought I saw on the Ohana group where when they did the kickoff, it must have been Saturday morning, I'm guessing, when the ultras were already out on the the course. Um, mm-hmm. Was it Darren that got they actually gave him the mic and he got to do like an announce there for you guys? Yeah. Yep. They gave Darren the mic and yeah. he got to talk and tell, say, you know, kind of what it was about uh the second name richard actually got the mic and got to talk because he was he ran the ultra so which yeah richard ran the ultra and then the other thing about that oh yeah and then the other thing that was great with richard so anybody who hasn't seen it richard proposed to his girlfriend girlfriend while we were while we were there at the races so and she did say yes so if anyone was wondering she did say yes so we told him he had to marry her next year at the races, so it gave me an excuse to have to go back. Told him I could do the ceremony if he wanted, so because I, I can do that. I actually just did that last night. It was quite cool. So, not for Richard, for somebody else, but yeah. I said that'd be pretty quick if you just got engaged last week and he's already got the marriage certificate. You're doing the uh, ceremony there. That would be pretty cool. I say I did do one. I did do a, a wedding yesterday, but that was that was from some really dear friends that I've known for a long time. So, yeah. All right. Well, so that was three races in three days. Uh, don't you get a special award for that or something? You do. You do. I'd love to see what it looks like too. Um. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Is that out loud? 
There's yes, a you story do. behind that. Though, um, there? there is, there is. And I've been trying not to to really put Spartan on blast on this. I was a little, I was upset. I will be honest. I was very upset. Four years of going for this, and then it was right there in front of me, and they ran out. So we missed the beasts, and I guess it's my fault for being slow, but uh, the beast medals, they ran out right before I got there, so I didn't get a beast medal. I don't have a Hawaii beast medal, so the only beast I've done this year, I don't have a medal. Um, the supers, they ran out of those, but I got there before they ran out, so I, I did get a super medal. Um, and then right as we were in line to get the trifecta weekend medal, it's a medal that says basically, hey, you did a trifecta in a weekend. And it's a special medal. Uh, it was three people back when they ran out. And I, like I said, I, I was angry. I was a little mad because it's like I've tried this hard and you guys couldn't order it enough. Um, but I get it from a business standpoint. You know, the, they are specialty. The medals aren't specialty, but the ribbons are. So it's a specialty ribbon for the Hawaii the Hawaii weekend. So I guess I kind of get it, but I was still angry. Um, I have been in contact with Spartan. They are emailing, or not emailing, they're mailing me those medals. <laughs> so I should have yeah, them. They're, they're going to email it to you. You can print it out and spray paint it on yourself, yeah. right? There we go. Just like that, yeah. <laughs> no, they're going to mail them. Um, I'm hoping it's better than in 2016 when I didn't get my, my hurricane heat medal. You know, it only took nine months to get that. So hopefully it doesn't take that long. Um, they did say because of the ribbon, I might get the medal and then get the ribbon later. So who knows? But. Yeah, because they uh, they got to wait for those to get here from uh, wherever they have been printed, probably overseas. Yeah. So they have to have them specially but, printed because uh, they're a special design. But yeah, so four yeah. years it took you. And, yep. and how did it feel once you finally, you know, aside from the metal drama, um, how did it feel? Uh, I wanted to cry. It was very it was very emotional. Um, I'd finally done it. Um, it was very, very emotional. I, I was very, very proud of myself. Um, I will be honest. I definitely want to. I definitely want to go back and do it again because I feel, and and it's. I think it's because I'm my own worst worst critic. I did it, but I want to do it better. Because um, I'll be honest. By the time I hit the end, there, there's a couple. There, there was a few obstacles that I just honestly pretty much walked right by um tried to do a little bit of a squat or something but my body my feet everything was so destroyed at that point i could barely walk by the time we finished um so i i, I still feel like i earned yeah, them but i feel like i i feel like i could do better um i want to yeah. go back and do a clean race you know, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of my thing with uh, with Montana. Is at the end of I think that was ten hours for me, but at the end of Montana, there it got to the point where, you know, there was there was the easy little tube crawl where you're crawling through a nylon tube, and I'm like, if I bend over, I will not get back up. Yeah, 
So that that was one of those things where I, I, I walked past what was probably, arguably, the easiest obstacle at that race because I knew if I got down, I wasn't getting back up. Yeah. So I, I'm right there with I you. Mean, I understand I that, and that's, that's why I'm going and back. I'm going to do it better next year. And like I said, I still feel like I earned them, but it bothers me personally. I mean, I know everyone says it's an open heat, run your race, but it bothers me. The One of the ones that I went by was the rolling mud, because honestly, at that point, it wasn't it wasn't about the water, getting in the water. It was about, and this sounds horrible to say this, it was about the bacteria and the germs. At that point, I knew I had so many open sores and open cuts and popped blisters and everything else on my feet. I didn't want to put my feet in that water because I was afraid of what what germs and what bacteria might be in there. And honestly, from what I hear from a couple people, I'm probably glad I did. Because I know I have another racer that had a cut on her toe and had to have, she was in the ER over this weekend, having basically her toenail removed because of the bacteria she got in the water over there. So, yeah. I mean, I've been soaking my feet in Epsom salts, you know, cleaning them and everything else quite a bit. So I'm pretty sure I'm okay and I don't, show any signs of infection so there's that but yeah that was my worry there and then the slip wall because my feet were so destroyed i couldn't put that pressure on my feet to try and walk up so i tried to do like a little bit of like a a squat because at that point if i'd gone down to do a burpee with the way my left foot was at that point um i wouldn't have been able to get back up um because one thing i haven't mentioned is it's feeling better now but I was actually worried that I had rebroke my left foot towards the end because I twisted it while I was walking along a rock. And when I landed, I felt a pop and a sharp pain shoot through my left foot right where I had broken it before. And I had honestly, at that point, I was afraid I had already, I'd rebroke it. Now, seeing how you managed to break your foot on a, uh, a half marathon and not even know it, uh, I wouldn't have been surprised. No. And I mean, right now it's feeling better. I can put weight on it. It's not too bad. It's more the the, the cuts that are a problem now. So I don't think I'm thinking I just like because it's where it was broke before that I knocked some uh, some scar tissue and popped some scar tissue because that happens occasionally. So, but it was it was painful. I thought I'd rebroke it, and trust me, I was scared because if I had rebroke that, I was going to be in trouble, and it might have meant surgery. So. You never know. That surgery might actually finally fix it. (laughs) If it's a surgery that I end up having to get there, it'll be full pins, and it would basically make it so that my foot doesn't move at all. My foot would be in one position. So right now I can still get some movement in that joint, but if I ever had to have the surgery, it would pretty much be pinning the joints. So because that's how I broke it, so that close to the joints. Who was it? There's another race that I was talking to recently that uh, that had that too. I think that was uh, Daniel from Moses Lake, uh, Spartan Dan. I think yeah. uh, older gentleman. But yeah, I mean that that makes it a lot harder to get up and over obstacles if you can't bend. So. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. 
find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. Yeah, it's amazing how it just flows when we start talking. I guess uh, 37 years knowing each other makes it happen. (laughs) Yeah, it does. If anybody ever wants dirt on Don, I got it. I was there the first time he got bit, and then never mind. So you finally got to the Hawaii trifecta. I'm thinking we need to work on our hill climbing and go to Kimberly and get the trifecta. It's tempting. Um, Kimberly is interesting because I know Kimberly does it different. Kimberly, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, but because Kimberly, the we've is all on heard Friday. heard the stories about Kimberly and the hills yes. and how that one kind of takes the cake. But at the same time, I, I was listening to some people talk about Utah, and uh, Utah is kind of kind of the same thing. You're at a ski resort, and you're going up and down the ski slopes. Yeah, and that's kind of I think the thing I want to look at for next year is I want to look. I mean. If Hawaii's in the cards, I'll, I'll go to Hawaii because I love Hawaii. Because I will say this for anyone who's listening, if you ever go to Hawaii, there's a few places you have to go. Mike's Hooli Chicken. Get the Mike sauce. It's amazing. I bought some to bring it home. And uh, Giovanni Shrimp. Mm, amazing. So so if Hawaii's in the cards, I'll definitely go back because I love Hawaii. Um, but I want to look at some of the other races. Um, I was looking at, you know, this last weekend, West West Virginia. And West Virginia is a trifecta weekend. Why not? Yeah. That, you know, I mean, I got to watch out for, gotta watch out for the Valentines and the relatives. But. Yeah, there's a quarter, quarter mile, mile swim on that course, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My, my family's from West Virginia, so we got to watch out for relatives. But other than that, you know, I mean, you know, Vermont. I mean, there's some really cool races out there. And I'm just thinking, I mean. I spent a lot of time on the West Coast in Hawaii, and I really haven't traveled any farther east than Montana. And I'm thinking next year I might want to. Well, that's uh, that's currently my plan is to expand my horizons uh, with a lot more of the uh, local events also. Um, yeah. I know that we've been talking a ton on the show to local promoters. Um, and and yep. just today I was reading, I was reading an op- or a, uh, article where they were talking about uh, whether or not the market's oversaturated or, you know, kind of talking about the warrior dash failure. And, and, and the biggest thing everyone talked about in the comments from that post is go out and race local. You can do three or four local races for the price of one beast. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, coming up shortly on the, what, September 14th, you got your choice. You can either go across the mountains, go to eastern Washington, OMAC, and do the OMAC Stampede, or you can go west out to the peninsula, and you can go out and do, you know, Runamuck. I mean, those are two great ones here in the, you know, the local races, you know. In the this summer, you got Renegade, you know, Renegade Rage. You got a bunch of them. So, yeah, that's one of the things I really want to look at um, is uh, – the locals next year. You got the Summit the Swamp is another good one, which I know the beasts are working with them to use that area, that land for more than just Summit the Swamp. I mean, I think the the Ghost and the Beastbreaker. They announced the Beastbreakers going there for sure. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't announced for anything sure. about Ghost, but Beastbreaker has for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good partnership with them so that the beasts can work on making, you know, uh, 
more races and stuff there, helping them. So it'll be good. And I think the more local ones we have, and we got to support those local ones because that's going to be, those are going to be the fun ones. Those are going to be the ones that you're going to want to do every year. I mean, I, I love Spartan. I love terrain race. Um, Rugged was great when it was up here. Warrior Dash, I, I always had a blast at. But it's those local ones that put that little bit of local flavor into it. Um, the Run Amok, you know, I talked to them for pennies for quarters. I've been there for that race. I unfortunately didn't get to race it because that was the year that my foot was broke. Uh, Amber raced it and unfortunately rolled her ankle. But whatever. Um, <laughs> It's a really cool venue because where they do it, it's where they do this, uh, the jet boat races. And I don't know if you've ever seen these races. They're freaking amazing watching those. Look them up. And it's, in, it's where they do those. So you're running through those courses. It's pretty cool. I mean, you start off standing in water is the, sprint, is the start line. So you're wet to begin with. So yep. it'll be cool. So and then, you know, like the OMAC Stampede. Oh, I was going to say the thing. The thing. The thing about Runabuck was uh, that in talking with with Matthew, um, the year that Amber did it was the last year until now that it's been yeah. done because um, the, the Motorsports Park changed hands and and whatever. And uh, this is the first year back for this race, so it'd be real cool to see a lot of people out there to help support it and show them that you know we want to get out there, we want to get muddy. At the same time, we want to support a great cause with the, the pennies for quarters, oh, helping get homeless vets, helping get homeless vets back on, into on their feet again, and getting in some short-term housing with all sorts of assistance. I and mean, that's a, a great cause that people need to get out there and help with. Um, and like you were just about to start saying, you know, I'm I'm torn because I I really want to do the OMAC Warrior Stampede with Claire Painter over there. The trouble is just yeah. all about timing. Um, we have to be uh, BeastNet has to be on location um, on the 15th. We're going to be doing some live streaming and whatnot from the Tunnel Marathon. Um, we've taken over the first aid station. So anybody that's running the Tunnel Marathon September 15th, you know, at 2.7 miles, say hi to Mike and I and uh, the rest of the BeastNet team that's going to be there. Um, it's going to be a great event, but that one kind of limited my ability to be an OMAX. So right now I'm penciling, you know, second or third week of uh, September next year to hopefully get over there and, and run that one with Claire because as a kid, I spent a lot of summers in OMAC and we yep. would cross the river and kind of stand at the bottom of the hill and maybe run up and down a little bit, but yeah, I don't, I don't recall ever actually running all the way up it and, if you watch the videos, there's kids doing front flips off the top of the hill and stuff, and and it's just a real steep, steep, steep hill that uh, goes straight down into the Okanagan River, and, you know, it's a, a really neat course. Uh, the fact that she uses so much natural elements with rocks and bowling balls and, and haystacks and you name it, so it looks like it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun, um, but I hope that any of our beasts on the east half of the mountain that aren't going to drive all the way up to, to Port Angeles, I'd sure hope they head to the northeast corner and uh, go visit Claire and check out her race. Oh, I hope so. And that's one thing, honestly, it sounds really bad to say this, but I feel like next year we need to, to get together with Claire and Matthew and say, okay, guys, you can't have these on the same weekend. <laughs> 
you got to have these on separate weekends because they're completely across the state from each other. Or have one on Saturday and one on Sunday. I could do that. Yep, that we could do too. But, uh, you know, we're getting off subject. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I know that we're going to be recording again shortly on uh, on some of the things that we've been talking about, especially with uh, mm-hmm. the, the Spartan-Hawaii race. And uh, we'll be – at least some of us will be out uh, at Runamuck um, setting up a booth there to talk with people. So if you've never met the guys from BeastNet – you know, pencil that in as uh, the first official road trip with the uh, the traveling band. And then if yep. you've signed up for that other race, come see us there, too. We'll be at the first uh, first aid station. Um, any closing comments, Mike, that you want to get out there and, and tell the listeners? Uh, coming from Mike the racer, not pretty Mike the host. Get out there and have fun. Um no matter how many times they tell you you can't do it, you can do it. Do it anyway. Um, I'm, I'll be honest right now, I'm 280 pounds of disgusting fat, but <laughs> I still get out there. Um, I still went out there in Hawaii. It took me forever to finish it, but I did it anyway. You know, in June, I did a full marathon when everyone, everyone told me, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't be doing this. And I went, cool. I'll see you at the finish line. And I did it anyway. Um, don't let people judge you by just your size or anything else. You are, you know who you are. Do it anyway. And that's all I can say. Just do it anyway. Go for it. That's, uh, Push your body that limit. To say. Yeah. Don't let anybody else tell you what you can or cannot do. Exactly. Well, it was real fun hosting tonight, Mike. Uh, you know, um, I'll probably be on the show a little bit more. Who knows? Uh, you know, we're just testing out all sorts of new stuff with uh, the three hosts or two hosts or whatever we end up doing. So hopefully people like mm-hmm. this episode where, where they finally got a full-on interview with Pretty Mike, not just a shortened beast report or a random short interview, a full-on this is pretty Mike for an entire hour. <laughs> I can't believe Yay. people pay for this. Yeah, I know. Wait, they pay for it? I'm not getting paid. Who's paying? Um, what? I guess someday maybe they will. It'll be in the archives, right? <laughs> That'll be there. We go. But, yep. uh, no, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks, Mike, for being on the show tonight. And uh, look forward to hearing you host some, uh, some more upcoming episodes. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at BeastOCR.com.